Living Wisely, Living Well, March 7th. Gaze into the sun when it is near the horizon. Its rays then will not harm your eyes. God, through the sun, sends out rays of power, endurance, and wisdom. In India, certain yogis practice gazing into the sun and claim they receive therefrom wise insight and inspiration. We're touching into some very interesting uh, implications about the interconnectedness of God's creation and the, um, the metaphysical power of many things that we perceive in the world that are not actually connected to our human life, but in fact in subtle ways are far more connected than we may know. Swamiji made the interesting statement once that, more than once, that everything in the material world is a symbol of the divine world. And that was a little hard for me to kind of think about for a little while because, at least in my mind, in some strange way, um, even though I know the spiritual world is infinite, the material world looks bigger to me. <laughs> Partly it's because when, you know, what I shut my eyes to meditate and look at the spiritual eye because I'm not able to exit my body and go into the infinite. So I feel like I'm, I'm shutting off um, much of reality and I'm coming into what somehow feels to me like a smaller world. I mean, I can philosophically know that's not true and on occasion I can have experiences where I know this is not true. But I can't hold any of those experiences sufficiently. So when I open my eyes, the world around me looks bigger. So the idea that actually everything in this world, including the stars, the planets, the earth itself, are nothing but symbols of an even greater reality, you have to start, I have to start by just kind of, you know, kind of doing a torque inside my brain. In the Bhagavad Gita, there is a, a, an all-purpose verse which applies to a great many things. It says, What is day to the worldly man is night to the yogi, and what is night to the worldly man is day to the yogi. And there's countless ways that you can say that, even as simple as, while the worldly man is sleeping, the yogi is staying awake at night and meditating whatever, however you want to say it. But it also means that a great many, I dare say all, of our, our cherished beliefs are simply misconceptions. That we, we're just, we're looking at, at everything from the wrong end of the telescope. You know, we're, 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 we're the most confined, limited, squinched, small aspects of ourselves right now and we think we're so big and important when in fact, when we bust out of all these wrong understandings, that's when we really find out who we are. So the sun, talking symbolically, is a physical symbol of the spiritual eye. It's not the spiritual eye, it's the, the chakra between the eyebrows, and it's this brilliant light, which often appears as a gold ring with a dark blue field and a white star in the center. You'll see it depicted art artistically in many different places. And when 
the way Master teaches us to meditate and many ways of meditating. Have you concentrated the spiritual eye? You're not concentrating back inside your forehead. You're actually gazing out into the infinite with closed eyes and at the point where the two physical eyes would naturally conjoin when you're looking in a relaxed way, this great light appears. And we expand into that light, ultimately merging into that light. Well, you would naturally think that the spiritual eye represents the sun, but the yogis say that the sun represents the spiritual eye. So we try to go into the spirit, because the, the sun, as huge and big as it is, is still a material object. It's just big compared to, big, to us being human beings. It's not big compared to any absolute standard of bigness. It just is what it is. But through the spiritual eye, we go into infinity. And between infinity and limitation, there's an infinity of difference, isn't there? But we can access many of these subtle things through the symbols. We can learn about the love of Divine Mother by the experience we have with our human mothers. We can learn how to be the love of Divine Mother by the expression of human love, whether literally to our own children or the, or the selfless, self-sacrificing beauty of motherly love. And we think that motherly love is an end in itself, but what it is there to show us is the potential of love to give us just a hint of how God loves us. So all of these are fascinating in their realities. So now Swami talks to us about what is a, a, an ancient practice in the practice of yoga, which is that sometimes we can access these more subtle realities through the material world, through our material body, through our material experiences. Paramhansa Yogananda himself created something he calls the energization exercises. Um, almost everything that Yogananda brought to the West from India was a new expression of ancient traditions. He didn't invent anything. He may have uh, repackaged it or, or re-explained it. Or, for example, when Jesus talked about Sanatan Dharma, which is the eternal religion, he talked about it in the context of the experience that people were having at that time. He talked about sheaves of wheat. He talks about fields ripe to the harvest. He talked about grapes, and he talked about wineskins. He talked about flocks of sheep. And what do you do if one of your sheep falls into a ditch on the Sabbath? And that was a question when he was criticized by the uh, Orthodox priests for healing someone on the Sabbath. He says back, if one of your sheep falls into a ditch on the Sabbath, you know, won't you rescue it? So I hear that now and I think, I don't have any sheep. I really don't know what I would do if he fell into a ditch. I wouldn't necessarily know even how to go in and get him out. Why would I be anywhere near the ditch when my sheep fell into it? I mean, it means nothing to me. Don't put new wine into old wineskins. Um, wine comes in bottles, as far as I know. You know, the wineskins really don't enter into it, new or old. Just, it's just right there. But he wasn't trying to be obscure. He wasn't trying to make it hard for people. He was doing just the opposite. 
he was talking to them in terms of exactly what was in their hands and what they knew. So when Master came to this country, he talked about movies, and he talked about radio, and he talked about airplanes, he talked about telegraph, and you know the movies at that time, now all this is past, but the movies, there would be a projection booth, there would be a, a movie projector, there would be a strip of celluloid film, which would be on a big roll, and, there, and through the projector would come this bright light. And the bright light would go through the film, and the film would move very quickly in front of the light, and then it would project downward to the big screen, and you would see everybody moving around. Now it's all completely different. But Master often talked about, when you're sitting in the movie theater watching the show, he said, look backwards and you'll see that there's this beam of light which is beaming the show down. It was a perfect analogy of the divine light coming down and giving us the impression that this world is really happening. Nowadays, it's already, it's already outmoded. Many of the images he used just 70 years ago, you know, are now um, not really, we're not really able to understand them. But other of the ancient teachings, for example, the rays of the sun and the symbology of the sun as the, the, the powerful, all-healing, all-nourishing um, power of God, it's self-evident. Without the sun, we couldn't eat, we couldn't live, we couldn't see. I mean, in every way, we are completely dependent on the sun. The sun also represents the, the father, the masculine expression. Elsewhere, perhaps in this book, I'm not sure, they talk about also concentrating on the moon, and the moon will give us the, the feminine. And I'm not talking male and female. I mean, I'm not talking men and women. I'm talking the, the fundamental duality of creation in which there is always masculine and feminine, yin and yang, which is the neutral way to say it, yin and yang, balancing together. And the sun is the wisdom aspect of God. The moon is the feeling aspect of God. So we want wisdom in our own nature, and the sun itself, when we tune into it, because it's such a magnificent, it's not, it, it becomes more than a symbol. It becomes actually a channel for that divine energy to come into it, us. So when we say everything in this world is a symbol, we also simultaneously mean everything in this world is a channel for the divine reality that it represents. So the sun represents the wisdom aspect of the divine. And wisdom is one of the eight manifestations of God. And wisdom is one of the, the powerful needs of human life. I mean, what huh, causes us so much grief is when we act unwisely. So we want to act wisely. And wisdom is more than just practical common sense. Wisdom is the revelation of a truth, a transcendent truth. So it's, it's very hard to break through to that kind of revelation. Thus, the ancient yogis and modern yogis recommend to us that we literally take the power of the sun into ourselves through our concentration on it with our eyes. Because it's also, you see, it's rays of light 
And light itself is also one of the eight manifestations of the divine. It's in the, in the book of Genesis. The Lord said, let there be light. And there was light. The very beginning of creation was light. So in a, in a sense you might say, and I'm, I can't speak with authority, did, was the first thing that God created the sun that emanates that light? I don't know if it's scientifically true, but it's uh, poetically true. So the sun, normally when we look at the sun, normally we can't look at the sun because it's too bright. It's too much for us. We, we can't just stare right at us. It literally would burn, burn the retina and we can't do it. It's foolish. But when the sun is just at the horizon line, just shifting, whether it's setting or rising, there is a, um, a gentleness to the way it comes forward. And you can just you can stare right into it, and the more you stare right into it, the more your entire field of vision gets taken over with those rays of light. And it it's it's a living reality. It's it's not passive. It's not a, well. It's it's just not passive. It it actually, just as they just as Swami's saying, it actually has a consciousness, and that consciousness penetrates us especially when we enter into it with reverence and receptivity. And I I have only done this practice occasionally. I've not done it systematically. But my friends who have practiced it systematically have have testified that they, they genuinely find a transformation gradually taking place in their own consciousness because they're tuning in um, to a true divine power. Now, you know, this brings us also to ideas like astrology, which is how much are these planets also actually emanating forces that uh, are, are really defining and directing our lives. It's all fascinating. We're not talking about the astrological influence of the sun, except indirectly, because the sun does represent the wisdom aspect of reality and the spiritual eye within us. So it's a it's a beautiful practice to consider, if you if you habitually live in a place where you can do it every day, or if occasionally you find yourself in a place where you can do it dynamically. My practice has been intermittent because of where I live, but uh, being on sunrise on the Ganges in Varanasi, or looking over, uh, standing on the hilltop in. Darjeeling and watching the sun come over the mountains or any other place you may be where you can see that horizon line. Open your eyes and open your heart and you'll be thrilled by what the light can deliver to you. So it says, Gaze into the sun when it is near the horizon. Its rays then will not harm your eyes. God, through the sun, Sends out, rays, sends out rays of power, endurance, and wisdom. In India, certain yogis practice gazing into the sun and claim they receive therefrom wise insight and inspiration. God bless you, my friends. <laughs>